but we need to always be ourselves because anybody can copy you, but people can see right through it. They're like, I, I've seen that before, right? So no matter what you do in this world, one, do not compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to your old self. That's the number, right? You're growing from you to you, not from anyone else. So always be authentic, be who you are, and don't compare. You're listening to Powerful, a podcast that will provide you with solutions to ignite your superpowers, identify your limiting habits, and help you be more authentic. Hi, I'm your host, Bridget Brown-Jackson. The episodes are cultivated with you in mind and teach us how to be intentionally powerful. It is declared that you are ordained for it. Welcome, 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 powerful, powerful, powerful for another episode of Powerful. It's your girl, Bridge Brown Jackson, and I am so very excited to be back again. And I promise you, this episode is going to be surely a great treat. We have with us in our powerful studio, Dr. Melissa Sue John. Dr. Melissa Sujan. Um, she is an incredible, incredible woman. I mean, she has done so many different things, but one of the things that I, how I met her was that she has her own publishing company, Lauren Simone Publishing, that she actually co-founded with her two daughters. A remarkable, remarkable story. She's going to tell you more about that when, she, when we come back from this commercial break. Just what if? What if your life could be greater, your relationships better, your outlook improved, your dreams fulfilled? Well, they can. Find out how you can go from average or even good to being great. Go to simplytomorrow.com and schedule your personalized call with Coach Bridget. Don't stay stuck, paralyzed, or stagnant. Act now. Go to simplytomorrow.com. All right, all right, powerful people. We are back. And as I said, I have with me Dr. Melissa Sujan. She's professor of the University of St. Joseph. She does so many different things. You know, as women, we we do a whole lot. We do a whole lot. We're going to talk about that. But I'm going to let her talk a little bit more uh, and tell you what all she has been able to do in her beautiful, beautiful, youthful life. (laughs) Dr. Melissa, go ahead. Tell the people about yourself. Good evening, Bridget. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. So I was born in Jamaica. So as an immigrant, I came here with bright eyes and a bushy tail, hoping to achieve as much as I can. I think I dreamt really small in the beginning, thinking, oh, I just want to get married, get my degrees, have a nice job and have my family. And once that was done, I was like, God, you got more for me, right? You got more for me. And I just got inspired by my daughters, Alyssa Simone and Olivia Lauren. And they told me, stop worrying about problems and be a solution. And that is how we created our publishing house because we saw that there was a lack of diverse characters in children's literature. And we believe that kids need to see themselves. Yes, 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 yes. And that's how I met you. I had the pleasure of having you and your beautiful daughter uh, with me at the African-American. Actually, I think you all were the first one that I had, the first African-American children's book festival uh, that we actually launched in Flint, Michigan. 
Um, after we're not even gonna get into that girl, after all of that devastation that Flint, Michigan went through, uh, my husband and I started a nonprofit, and then we decided we were going to make sure that we put literature in the homes of children. And so we were so excited to make that connection with you. And it's been a minute, and I see you've been doing some really, really great things. So let's talk about some of that stuff that you've been doing lately. Um, you just recently had a major, major thing that I was able, was excited and and really um, uh, grateful even to support you in. Uh, you just ran for a competition and I was like, look at the girl over there doing stuff. You want to tell the people a little bit about, you know, just how to step out in faith? Yeah. So Accelerate America was a program that we found and we applied in faith. You know, we're a small company competing with big companies like official by black. And we just believed in our product. We believed in our children. Currently, we have 25 book titles. Wow. And the reason we're different from other publishing houses is that we have children as authors and illustrators. And our books look professional because we just believe in empowering our kids. So there were 400 applicants and we were 20. We made it to the top 20. And then they did another round where they selected down to eight. So it was a true honor to be among those businesses because all of those businesses were about empowering their communities. So it was just an honor to be there. Yes. And you you really have done a beautiful job in showing your um, children um, how to literally also live in faith. And that's the part that I think drew me to you that I love about you is that you're pouring back into the children. Um, because again, that, that was one of the things that I was excited about when I started my publishing company was really to work with children um, because that's something that started in the 90s when I was first teaching. Like literally, let's show them how they can um, expose the world to diversity, but also to just show them that the sky is the limit. So I absolutely, absolutely love that. You said 25 titles. Wow. 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 What made you, what, what, I know you said the girls inspired you in, in some of that, but um, can you dive a little bit deeper? What literally made you do that first book or what gave you the, cause sometimes we play it small and, and we're scared. So what made you jump out there when you're not a major publishing company? Well, you know, beginning. sometimes it's hard to pinpoint one specific moment because it's usually the way God works is like, he's like message here, message here, message. Here. Oh, you still don't understand. Here's another message. So at first it was being a professor, being in the Head Start schools, trying to get young kids to think big about I can be a scientist. Right. So we're trying to get little kids to see themselves as scientists because we realize that by the time kids, especially girls, by the time they reach 13 years old, they don't want to do math. They don't want to do science. So we thought that let's instill it from three to five years old that you can be a scientist. So we're teaching them engineering and we were using literature to teach the engineering design process. We saw that the books weren't diverse, mostly talking animals, white characters. And my daughter said, you know, stop complaining, but be the solution. So that was one part. But sometimes wait, wait, it's. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. You had to back it up. Your daughter said what? <laughs> Don't complain about the problem. Be the solution. That's what Olivia and said. How old was Olivia? He was eight years old when she said that. Wow. Wow. And she was at an engineering school. So her school was a STEM program where she was learning to code. But on top of that. I wanted to expose them to more of the world. So they were doing acting and modeling for music, music videos, commercials, clothing, that kind of thing. And we said, all right, well, I don't see myself as a storyteller. I love to tell stories, but I didn't think of myself as an author. 
And I said, let's write about what we know. And the first book we did was Occupations A to Z because we wanted to introduce kids to occupations they wouldn't see growing up in like Hartford, Connecticut. And that was our first book, just a reference guide with diverse illustrations. And it was done by two kids, a brother and sister. Yes. And let the people know you you hail from what state? <laughs> East Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> all right. All right. In the house. Oh, my God. Olivia it just just has, has inspired me. You know, I remember when um, again, I was first introduced to you and then I went on to try to find, you know, you know, stuff online and everything. And I was just wild by your website, by all of the different, um, again, books, like you said, and the fact that children were doing them just amazing. But at eight years old, her saying, like, like who, who, who um, I quote it all the time, um, is it Maria Montessori? Or Mother Teresa that says, be, Mother Teresa that says, be the change you want to see. Here she is at eight years old, you know, be, being a Mother Teresa, you know, <laughs> like, hey, you know, we're not going to complain. We're going to be do something about it. And now 25 books in, you've inspired thousands of thousands of people. Wow. That's just that's just really, really amazing. And then, you know, one of the big things for you is that it's about diversity and inclusion. Um, so, you know, again, I know it was you wanted to see that. But what were you seeing as a professor um, when it comes to the non-diversity in, in oh, everywhere? In from being the only professor of color in my department to being one of three professors in the entire university to having people ask me, so what do you do here? Because it was unbelievable that I could be a professor at the university. So those kind of experiences really pushed me in saying, we need to stand up. We need to advocate for ourselves and let people know we are here and we are here to stay. Wow. Wow. You just, when you just said that made me think like microaggressions and, and people don't even mean to do they it. They don't mean it hostile. Yeah. Because I've seen you, um, you know, I, 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 I have not seen you when I say you, I'm not meaning you, I'm saying people of color. I have not seen you in this position. Then I think that it's not capable for you to be in the, so whose assistant are you? You know, no, uh, excuse me, honey. I'm, I'm the professor. <laughs> So, so let's talk about that. Let's move over. I know the book publishing, but I but I do want to share with the audience about when you have those obstacles that are in your way. And I'm quite sure some days it was easy for you to go in. And then other days it's like, look, I'm tired of this. How, what were those things that you did to keep moving past all of the stuff that, that didn't feel so good? So I'm a social psychologist. I'm quite aware of racism, sexism, and all the other isms. However, I think as a people, we tend to let those things block us and say, the man, the man. But the man is not in charge of our destiny. And until we realize that, we will have those defeating moments. But as long as you step in faith, knowing that God put me at this table and God opened these doors for me, that really helps. Like I told, you read my testimony Literally my last year of my dissertation, I cried every day going to school, but I listened to Donnie McClurkey and Color King and I sang my heart out. So it's really in faith that we are able to overcome the obstacles that we face because we cannot do it alone. And the research shows that spirituality has helped 
many of us to overcome depression, anxiety, and other kind of battles. Yes. And that's, it's so important. It's really so important to overcome, you know, and, and, and to be able to be overcomer. And that's the part that I love. I love the fact that you had released that and shared that testimony. I was just telling our, our um, one of our most recent uh, podcast interviewees that that same thing, like literally the word testimony means to do it again. And so the Greek word, the definition is to do it again. And so that means we're reminding God to do it again. And so he will. So can you unpack that? Because I read your testimony, uh, but but share what you shared. It was so powerful. And so folks that are listening, I'm talking about a social media post that she posted. And it was just like, oh my God, um, it hit me. I needed it. And it was a great message. So you want to unpack a little bit about what you were saying? Absolutely. So one of the things that I noticed throughout life is that you can work very, very hard on your own effort and think that should be enough. But when you're applying for a job or a position, you need a reference letter, right? And sometimes people will gladly give it. They're like, yeah, I'll support you. I'll write you that letter. And there are other times you'll meet people that say, I'm sorry, I don't feel comfortable writing you a letter. I don't know you that well. And in spite of those people closing the doors, washing their hands of you, not believing in you, not encouraging you, you can still get the position, right? So a lot of times people feel like, um, I have to work really hard and it's who you know. But as long as you know the father above, he will open the doors, open the gates, floodgates, blessings overflowing. And I just really want to encourage people to dream big and just know that our father runs everything. He's in control of everything. And as long as you keep that in mind, you know that everything you do will be blessed, but you have to walk in your purpose and you have to walk in obedience. Many of us want to do what we want to do and still want to be blessed. And that's the important part that we don't talk about very often. We just pray and say, God, why aren't you helping me? You have to walk in obedience, not just faith, but in obedience. Oh, I love it. Love it. You got to walk in obedience and then, and then you really truly have to understand your purpose. So, you know, that's something that I love to talk about. Uh, that's in my book. And I think since the last time uh, we talked, uh, I've published three more books. Congratulations. I'm so excited. So I moved from when, um, like I said, when we were talking, I had the two children's books, but now I have three adult books. And so uh, my book is called Powerful Growing You and Unlock Your Purpose. And so that's the thing you just said, talking about that purpose. So let me ask you that question. How did you know what your purpose was and how did you unlock it to be this powerful? And you might not because you, you, you're very you're very reserved. So I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to brag on you. Um, and you're very modest and humble. Um, I love that about you. But you are powerful. You are really, really mighty. I mean, listen to your daughters. Like literally, they they're they they've exceeded you. You know, like we want them to be like us, but we love when they exceed us. That was powerful what Olivia said. So how did you know what your purpose was and how did you unlock it? For a long time, I didn't. For a long time, I said, God, what's my purpose? God, what's my purpose? Show me what's my purpose. But I think when you just move and it starts to feel comfortable you and you start to just grow where you're planted, then you say, oh, okay, this is where you want me to be. Whenever God wants you to move, he makes you uncomfortable, right? You can have a job where you're like, yeah, I love this job. I love my coworkers. And then five years later, you no longer feel comfortable. And you're just like, he wants you to move. And then you go somewhere else and then it feels great. And then you get uncomfortable again. And he's like, it's time for you to move. So I think just listening and just, you know, really 
trusting your intuition and just li- like really listening to that voice, you'll find what your purpose is. Because I never thought for a million years that I would be a publisher. I like to teach. I love to educate. That's where I feel like, yeah, this is my 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 space. But I've been entering competitions. I've done three business accelerators. I was audience favorite for one, first place for the second one, and second place for another. I'm like, okay, this is what you want me to do, right? There's no resistance when you're walking in your purpose. Yeah, but it's a scary place at the same time, though, too. And I think that's why so many people have difficulty is because it's unfamiliar, you know, in everything. So what's the tip that you would give people and tell them, you know, when they're having those unfamiliar, uncomfortable, because it is uncomfortable. What's the strategy that you've used in your life? Do it scared anyway. If you're not scared, you're not dreaming big enough. Mm. Do it scared anyway. But um, two tips that I do recommend is always be yourself. I find that in the publishing space, like when I look at who my followers, a lot of them are publishers or authors. And I'm like, hmm, why are they following me? Because, you know, my niche are other readers. I want people to buy the books. I'm like, why are these people following me? So we're looking to imitate. We're looking to learn. We're learning to copy. But we need to always be ourselves because anybody can copy you, but people can see right through it. They're like, I've seen that before. Right. So no matter what you do in this world, one, do not compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to your old self. That's the right. You're growing from you to you, not from anyone else. So always be authentic. Be who you are and don't compare. Those are my two top tips. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Definitely don't compare. And and you preach it to me. I'll say ouch right now. Um because I do have have to to work on doing that sometimes. Now I do a really good job of comparing myself to my old former self and I'm very proud of that. But sometimes, you know, especially out here in the social media world, you know, and I don't look at people so much because I envy what they have or whatever. I'm just like, okay, God, I've been doing this for a little bit of time. You know, how much look look like the Smurfs? Uh, how much longer, Papa Smurf? <laughs> like, God, how much longer? You know, when? Where will this be? And he's like, in my timing. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, enjoy the process. process. Enjoy Absolutely. The process. My husband. One of the things too is you don't want to rush it. You don't want to rush your growth. And then be boggled down. So, so, so for example, you have books and one day somebody comes in, I need 10,000 now. And you're like, wait, they want the $10,000, but do I have the money to provide these 10,000 books and to ship these books? So I say, always be ready, prepare yourself. That way, when what you're asking for comes in, you are ready. Right? Yeah. So I applied I for all these grants to get the money. So now when the offers come in, I'm ready to fulfill Yes, that's that that's good. And that people don't understand that 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 process piece is so important. And if you don't have that in place, well, since we're talking a little bit of business, let's get some folks some business tips because that's one of the things that I had to learn. So I'm in um several different groups so that I learned and I heard you say that you were an accelerator. And you know, and so those of us that want to move, we realize we're we're not an island. We can't do it by ourselves. We we need a team. Um, and if that team is not the team that, you know, that works with you close or you pay. You go out and find ways to be on a team, even if you're a solopreneur. And so what's something that you would tell people that really want to start writing books, um, but they haven't started and they're just kind of like stuck or those that want to take it and not just write one book, but they want to write multiple ones and they want it to either be, you know, their little side hustle or a business. What would you suggest to them? 
Well, as a researcher, I'm going to say to do the research. A lot of people sometimes either never do any research. So now they have a, a book and they put it on Amazon. It doesn't have an ISBN. It's never been edited. They don't have proper illustrators because they went and just bought some pictures off some stock portfolio. So I'm, do I'm the sorry. research. I'm sorry. You see my face laughing because it is. There's so many people. I'm like, did y'all not think to get some help? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're, you're abs- it, you have to laugh because you're like, so there's some people who never start and then there's some people who jump to the end without doing the research, right? So you have these two people. So there needs to be some middle ground, right? You want people to start, but you also want people to finish properly. So everything, you can find information is massive. There's myriad resources out there. Google, how do I publish a book? What are the 10 steps to publish a book, right? Um, Another thing is, do you want it to go to your personal income or would you prefer it to go to a business income? If you want it to go to a business income, then you need to open a business. That way, when you go on to Amazon or, or any of these self-publishing sites, the money goes straight there. So you can file that tax separate from your personal taxes. So again, it's really just one, maybe get a mentor. There's so many free mentors out there. There's small business um, development company, SBDC. There's SCORE, which is nationwide. So find yourself a mentor, ask the right questions. If you don't know how to market, find a marketing mentor. If you don't know how to open a business, find a business advisor. There are resources out there that shouldn't be holding anybody back these days. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I tell people that all the time, get a mentor, get a thought partner or hire you a coach. You know, again, you if you don't have it, then start off with trying to find the free ways to be able to get help. But at some point, though, I tell you people, have to you're going to have to get a coach. If you want to get there where you want to get, you really do need to get somebody that's going to help you get there. Because here's the thing that we have that um, most people didn't have. So I don't I don't know if I told you this before, but my daughter published a book. And so it was funny because I wrote my children's book in 1994. I didn't publish it to 2019, you know, just set on that baby <laughs> and, and just for a, a lot of reasons. First of all, my manuscript got messed up. And so when it got messed up and I wasn't even trying to self-publish back then, I was literally trying to go through a publishing house. Self-publishing yeah. wasn't like it is now. It costs thousands upon thousands, not, not no two or three thousand. It costs a lot of money to self-publish back in the day. Well, in 2004, my daughter got into a writing guild and she started writing and she published a book. Mind you, she didn't tell me anything about it. So she graduated and turned 18 and a little girl had the nerves to have some money. Where'd she come up with this money and all of this stuff? I had no idea. Well, she, she worked all while she was in high school. So she put her money aside and she published a book all on her own. She didn't tell me until the book was actually done, done. My point in saying is that she beat me to publishing and it wasn't easy for her to do that. Like I said, it was some money for her to come up. I'm talking about thousands upon thousands of dollars. You know, she had to pay for the editor and she had to, you know, pay for the actual publishing. Like I said, it wouldn't print on demand with no Amazon where you didn't have to come out your pocket like we can do now. And so I'm saying that to say there's no reason for people not to be able to do it now. And as you said, not to be able to do it correctly where you don't have to redo it because you did your proper research and everything. And so it's very vital. So I tell people that all the time with you, get you a mentor, 
get you a thought partner. And if you can, definitely get you a coach because what will happen, and that was the point that I was making, my daughter had coaches even back then. So if you get coaches to help you, you can expedite and jump past it. And so that, that's some really, really good. I hope people are uh, taking notes and taking, and taking you up on the things that you're saying, because again, to get to 25 published books, that's not an easy feat. That's not an easy feat. And most people want to quit. So let, let's even talk about that. Um, the average, the last statistic that I read, and you can correct me if you know anything different, um, that in a lifetime, the average self-publisher publishes about 300 books in a lifetime. So I'm like, mm, <laughs> you've, you've surpassed that. You started your publishing house and everything. So there's no reason for people uh, not to actually to actually start. And so, again, you know, I know you just gave some suggestions. Is there anything else that you would tell people to do, you know, especially if it's a passion, it's been in your heart? Yeah. Well, you said it very clearly that about coaching where there's a will, there's a way. If you want to get something done, but you feel like you're not good at time management, you can get a coach to help you with your time, your productivity. If you need more inspiration, you can get a coach for that. There's a coach for everything. And people are like, but I don't want to spend the money. Anything you are passionate about, that's where you put your money. When you're into fashion, you go out and to Ulta, you spend all your money on makeup. If you like perfume, you buy your hundred dollar bottle of perfume. Where your heart is, is where you spend your money. So if you are truly invested in yourself and your dreams, you yeah. will spend the money. Definitely, definitely. And I, I tell people that because I, I had to laugh at myself, to be honest with you. Uh, I have one of the best coaches, like literally in the world. And I'm not just saying that because he's my coach. He really is one of the best in the world. And I used to listen to him on, on YouTube, right? And I was like, uh, pulled up his stuff one time. And I was like, oh, I need to see about his program. Put it up. I, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you how much it costs. I, I was like, I can't do that. And then when I came into him paying for his coaching services, I paid twice as much and didn't even sneeze at it. You know why? Like you just said, it became a priority. And I knew I needed him because I needed to get it done faster than what I was doing with it. And so it is, it's so very important, but you're right. We will spend our money where we want to spend it and we find it. And to be honest with you, when I hired him, my money, it was in the middle of COVID. My money had dried up. It went zoop because I was doing schools with my books at the time. I wasn't even doing the consulting and the coaching that I'm doing right now. I was doing my books and then all of my book, uh, I had gotten into a couple of schools and was able to do some things and the door shut. I was the same. I can relate to that. But I was able to still do what I wanted to do. And we learned to I pivot. We learned to adapt. Yeah. 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 Talk about that. I'm, I'm quite sure that you've had to do a lot of adapting uh, and pivoting uh, through this journey. Because what we ended, what, how long have you been in business? Tell people. So we started in 2017. Okay. And we were doing a lot of in-person events like you, going to the schools, reading to kids. We did Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. So we were traveling, right? We're trying to get to all 50 states. And then like you, COVID hit. And we're like, okay, what do we do now? How do we get traffic to our store since we can't get to people? And we had to learn. We had to figure out how to do Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And then we had to pivot again because we're like, wait, it's not working anymore. How do we adapt? So like, 
what about an online program where we teach kids how to write and teach kids how to illustrate? And we had people from six different countries sign up. And then when that didn't work anymore, because now people were zoomed out, nobody wanted to be online. The vaccine was available. School was back in place. We're like, okay, this isn't working anymore. What do we do now? Right? So it's constantly adapting and going with the flow. And you have to be a person that is one grateful for the successes, but also able to go with the flow because things change, seasons change. Sometimes it's your season and you're going to win every competition. Sometimes God is like, all right, hold up. Let's just stay humble right now and work, keep working. It's not always going to be the same season. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love the. Those are some very encouraging words. Um, The thing that you just said about, you know, keep pivoting, keep pivoting, keep pivoting. Um, again, you can say that because that's what you had to do. Um, I'm constantly, you know, we're always in a, um, a iteration. We do it on our jobs. You know, there's always an iteration that's going on. You know, you're in the education field. You know, I retired from the education field and I'm telling you, girl, <laughs> we've seen educational world transform over and over and over and over again, because again, they came out with different iterations. And so people should know, you know, you come in this, don't quit. Don't quit. Just keep on going because we have other people that are looking at us. And like mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to go back to that statement that you said at the beginning, Olivia <laughs> saying, you know, we are not going to complain. You know, we're going to do something about it. Just imagine um, the people that are listening right now and they inspire somebody else a little mini me like that what this world is going to look like decade after decade after decade. Just amazing. You just said something really key. We are constantly inspiring people and we're not even aware. Sometimes you might look at your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed and you're like, only 10 people liked, only 15 people liked, only 20 liked. But when I tell you that I'll be on the street and people say, I saw you here. Oh, I heard of you here. I heard of you there. And I'm like, why didn't you say anything? You know, sometimes you feel like quitting and that's someone saying, don't quit because you're inspiring me to do this. You know, so we really should be more encouraging to each other because, but at the same time, just remember that people are watching you and you are a role model. You are a positive influence. You are a light. So everywhere you go, let let your smile change the world. Don't let the world change your smile and just continue to encourage. So it's not, it's not always about us, right? It's about the people we meet and the lives that we're constantly changing. So let that light shine and bright. Yeah, definitely. That that is a that right there was a, a gem. That was a nugget. Because it's not about us. It's not about us. Again, I was just talking with this on a, a recent podcast with somebody else. That is not about us. And sometimes we don't, we, we like, Lord, okay, can you just hurry up? Because, you know, I don't want to work for the other person, you know, right now. It's like, I want it to be about me, but it's not about you, especially when you're going through the hard times. And even at the taping of this podcast right now, um, my life is kind of like uh, upheaval right now. Um, my son, he probably is going to get mad at me, but I'm going to tell it anyways. Uh, he's in the hospitals, so, you know, mm-hmm. just crisis is going on right now. But guess what? You're still here. It's not about me. You know, I still have to show up for this. I still have to do the things because there is somebody when I tell my, as we said at the beginning, testimony, that's going to be blessed by that. So thank you for those words. That is, like I say, you have encouraged me and I, I definitely, definitely appreciate it. I was going to say when you said about the post thing, um, you might look at the lights, 
But the ones when we do the videos, if we look at the views, it, that lets us know right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, they might not be liking, but they show sure watching you. <laughs> I'm like, that tell it all. It's like, really? I just recently did a um a live with my two accountability partners. We all have three different businesses, but we team together and we work together. We do some collabs together and we just did a live and it hit like over 500 views, like wow. literally overnight. And I'm just like, okay, I know I get a couple, you know, I get like maybe a hundred on average, depending on what I'm talking about. It might go up to like two something, but I was like over five or something, but we didn't have that many likes and stuff. I was like, okay, people are watching it though. People are watching it and just to keep on, keep on doing it. And we had been saying we we're going to do it for a whole year and we all just got busy and didn't do it and life liked us. So it's very important for us to get out of our own way even when we got a lot of stuff going on, because somebody needs it. Needs it. Yeah. We have to be consistent. So I'm going, I'm going to, you know, I could get excited. We're talking about stuff. One, number one, book publishing. Number two, for children. And three, having them illustrate too. So that's all down my alley. Like I said, I started a writing club uh, back in 1993. (laughs) We're doing this with children and um, absolutely, absolutely love it. Caught my little, uh, I said I was going to have me a house and we were going to have kids be able to come, uh, after school up into the night, even parents that work third shift, drop their kids off and we were going to call it the right house. Uh, and so all of that, and then I end up moving. So that kind of dream got deferred, but then now I've wrapped back around. So I'm going to be quiet. Cause this gets me really, really excited. I'm going to let you tell the audience, um, if you have any other tips for them, and then how can they get in touch with you if they're interested in purchasing any of those 25 books, they're interested in writing books, or they're just interested in connecting with you? So my last author, the author of You Can't Catch Me, a story about a little boy chasing a bubble, she wrote her book in the 1980s. So you wrote yours in the 1990s and sat on it, right? So I just want to encourage you to say it doesn't matter when you start it's about finishing right so give yourself a challenge if you want to write 30 minutes every day and also I also have um authors that are perfectionists and I get it I know you want it's your baby and you want your first book to be what you imagine it to be but if you think about any famous author whether Sidney Sheldon or any big time author they will tell you when they look at their first book they're like oh my god I wrote that Everybody's embarrassed somewhat of their first work, but they say practice makes perfect, but practice makes improvement. You only get better with more repetitions. So if you never start, you'll never get better. Okay. So write that first book and get it out. And I promise you, you'll your second, your third, your fourth will get better and better and better. So that's one tip I have for you. Finish it. Finish it. Remember in Spider-Man, we're on the gobbler. Mary was praying and she said, finish it. So that's what I have to offer you. Finish your work. That way there could be a second and a third and a fourth. So that's my last tip. You can reach me at on Instagram at Lauren Simone Pubs, L-A-U-R-E-N-S-I-M-O-N-E-P-U-B-S. Please follow us because we are trying to reach 3,000 by the end of the year minimum. We're at like 2,800. So please follow us on Instagram. Also, we're on Facebook at Lauren Simone Publishing House. My name is Melissa Sue John, as a reminder, and I would love to connect with you. You can email me at info at You can DM me. You can follow me on LinkedIn. 
I would be happy to connect with all of you. That is amazing. And all of her information is going to be in our show notes too as well. So all you have to do is click. And did you hear her say, follow, please follow, please try to do that. If if you can't do anything else, you can't do anything else today. And this is the part that I, I love to tell people is that, you know, we, We want you as people that have services and have products, we would love for you to support our services and our products. But if you can't even do that, what everybody can do is like, share, and ask somebody else to like and share. That's the easy one. So um, for the people that are listening right now, I would love for you to uh, follow her. All that information is going to be in the show notes. So all you have to do is make a click. I told you this was going to be a dynamic episode today. Uh, Isn't she just absolutely, absolutely wonderful? And again, if there's something that you want to know more about, you want to unpack, you have a child that you want to get them into this field, you know that there's a story in their belly, then hook up with my girl, Dr. Melissa Sujan. Yes. Don't be like those people look at the, at the university saying, uh, who are you and what do you do? (laughs) He is the professor y'all. Um, but make sure you support, make sure you support, make sure you support. So we appreciate that. We appreciate you being here today. Uh, Dr. Um, John, we appreciate you so much because you know, you could have done anything else, but you blessed and grace powerful. And you do have a powerful story. And I, I gotta get you back. We got we gotta get the girls back. Uh definitely I would love to see my Olivia again, uh, to get her back on here just to see what she got going on. Cause I know she's making some power moves. Matter of fact, tell, tell me about that. What power moves are going on over there in the, the John camp? Olivia is going to be 15 this year and she's an honor student in 10th grade. She just took PSAT last weekend and she's doing chemistry and algebra and geometry and she's just working really hard trying to get those. She wants a perfect 4.0 so she's been working really hard on, on the grades. That's awesome. That is really, really awesome. So again, um, connect, 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 reach out. Um, this is uh, the conclusion and we just want you again to know that you can do anything you see despite all of the odds or to change it. We heard uh, today from the mouth of a, now she's 15, but an eight year old that said, stop complaining and be about it, do something about it. And so that's what we can do now. We see a gap, then let's fill the gap. Let's close the gap. And so I hope you really enjoyed listening today. Um, It's your girl, Bridget Brown Jackson. As always, you are powerful and I love, love, love pouring into you. Like and subscribe if you haven't already. Share this with somebody else, especially people that have children that have an urgency or desire to write or illustrate. Let them connect. You definitely, definitely want to connect. And as we always say, uh, coach me and I learn. Challenge me and I grow. Believe in me and I win. Yes, you are a winner.